Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy, and today is a special day because not only is training camp started for every single team in the NFL and we've got tons of news to get through, but I have the sexiest of sexy voices on the other end of this line, Armando the Crespo. How you doing, brother? What's up, man? How are you? I haven't talked to you in a long time, or the it's audience. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. In fact, a little known fact, this is the first time Armando and I have ever romantically recorded together, just us two. I am shirtless right now, and John is pantless, so this is going to be interesting. The saying, built for 69. Um, so, this is going to be an awesome episode, but before we jump into all the crazy training camp news and what to do with that, and believe me, there's a lot there. Um, man, just shout out to AJ Green real quick. We're going to get into that. Oh. Man, it's funny. Like whenever he went down, I thought of you, Armando, because you have been the AJ Green truther for quite some time. I am a believer. I've owned him since his rookie year, my, all my dynasty and keeper leagues, and I don't know, man. I just I feel for him. You know, you get attached to players, and AJ Green's one of those guys where you just you don't want to see him go down. He's such a he's like such a good guy. Like everything he says, like he just seems so humble, like an overall good person. I just you know he's just one of those guys that you just love in the football world. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm going to humble brag real quick. I am hanging out in a Waffle House in Georgia one day, and sure enough, in walks the A.J. Green. He's from Georgia. And I was like, oh, A.J. Green, big fan. Like I was like, I don't want to be that douchebag, whatever. And then he starts asking me questions about football, and we just talked for like 15 minutes. Like It was really, really cool. So uh, I'm a big fan of that guy. I hate that he got injured. We'll talk about that. But before we get into that, we have to take time to make sure – Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. I'm keeping you. Let me jerk you off. If you want to win your fantasy football leagues, we have the perfect thing for you, and that is the ESF Draft Kit that is alive and well and being updated. It's our Frankenstein, if you will. Um, but head over to Eat Sleep Fantasy Football. It is all you have to do is click on subscribe. Once you go to our subscription page, click on the Platinum Membership. It's only $20. It has an unreal amount of audio, breaking down articles, uh, ranks, auction ranks, player profiles for every single position. And again, we are still adding onto it. It is a plethora, if you will, of information that will give you the edge over everybody else in your league. And if you want to brag and just dominate your fantasy league, this is where you need to go. So again, just head over to Eat Sleep Fantasy dot com click on subscribe go for the esf platinum package and that's going to get you everything all year not only the draft kit it's going to get you all of our access to all of our rankings throughout the year which are updated weekly and the extra bonus episode once the season starts so head over there that's eatsleepfantasy.com so having said that armando 
take it away. That's pretty good, John. Uh, you're a natural at this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It, does it help that I was like pinching my nipples as I was doing reading I, that? I, I felt like you had your butt clinched, your little ass all tight. It felt no, nah, like... I don't clinch. I, it's usually open for business. I want to be really honest with you. That's a little nasty, John. We are the grinder of fantasy football. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like, my wife just like walked into the room as I was recording, and she heard me say that, and she just like shrugged her shoulders and watched walked out. I would love to be a fly in the wall, John, with you. Not, not like that, as sexually, but like <laughs> uh, I took w- it sexually. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what, how is John in real life with his wife? Like, is this a John? Like, what's? I know I'm a little different with my wife. I just can't imagine you any other. I don't change, man. I don't change. I am a. I'm an asshole all the time, and I. The problem is here. I want to be real honest with you. Yeah. Let's get to know John. Time. If I have to filter my conversation around you, I'm not your friend, that's and fair. we're not hanging out anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I. That's just who I am. I hang out with a bunch of grad kids, and uh, you filter yourself for the PC police. I have to. They're not my friends. Uh, I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> They're my wife's friends. Oh shit, uh, too far. Okay, let's go. Awesome. <laughs> so, Can't wait for that to show up. Right. <laughs> um, so before we go into the news, I just want to say one thing: preseason hype. So we're going to talk. The first piece of news is why I'm saying this is Duke Johnson. The fr- Freddie Kitchen said he's going to have a significant role. We've heard this every preseason, and every preseason he doesn't do jack shit. I know that you know whatever. It's a new season. It's Freddie Kitchen is new, but there's just preseason hype that people are trying to like. Build up players, break down players, whatever. Take everything with a grain of salt that we're going to say that has to do with, like, besides injuries. Like, just be aware that this is all preseason hype. And nothing matters until you see it on the field. That's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. So, that was the first piece of news is Freddie Kitchen said Duke Johnson is going to have more of a significant role. Are you buying into that, John? Um, I am early on. So, if you once Kareem Hunt comes back this year, I think that Duke Johnson's going to be pretty much third downs at best that's it right but for the first nine weeks of the season i do think that he will have a role and you know god forbid if chubb goes down then right yeah he's gonna have a role yeah that's just where it is so in my opinion i I mean this is just me i think chubb's a three down back duke johnson might be a change of pace and at best like if you draft duke johnson I would use him strictly as trade bait. Um, that's what I did with Terrell Pryor a few years ago. There was a mad hype around him. I drafted him, trade him before the season even started. Like, there is – I see very little upside to Duke Johnson unless there's an injury. And at that point, then you draft a higher-end RB handcuff a little later, like Chase Edmonds or someone like that because that's all he is up until week eight, and then he's nothing when Kareem Hunt comes back. So Yep. Um, the next piece of news is Sterling Shepard broke his thumb. I know we guys kind of dabbled on it. He's going to be He's going to be week to week. Um, but the even bigger news that happened later on is Corey Coleman towards ACL. Man, here's what's sad. If you just jump back like four months ago, your starting wide receivers were Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard with Evan Ingram. Yeah. Now, here we are. We jump forward. The fact that you have to start Corey Coleman lets you know you're a terrible g- general manager. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Gettleman. I know he listens. Um, <laughs> he sucks, man. And so Sterling Shepard's going to be out. He'll probably be back, you know, week two, week three of the regular season at the latest. Exactly. So I'm not, I'm not like selling off my Sterling Shepard shares. I'm not adjusting them at all. In fact, the fact that Corey Coleman is now out for the whole year might bump Sterling Shepard up just a little bit more. And then to add to the fact, I'm going to jump ahead yeah, a little bit right you. now. Golden Tate 
he gets suspended for fertility treatment. This Poor is, uh, kid. yeah, that's rough, man. Uh, trying to fix the family and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> and then uh, they they gave him a little bit too much in this syringe, I guess. But um, he's going to be gone for four games. He is appealing that suspension. But, man, I hope the Giants enjoy their n- nose tackle. <laughs> they <laughs> traded Odell Beckham for the 13th pick, and they go draft a nose tackle safe in today's pick, NFL. <laughs> Ugh. You do. It's it, gross. It is gross. I agree. What are you going to do? They're trying to build – I don't know. That guy's a fucking idiot. Let's just say that. I, sorry if you're listening. I don't really – I'm sure you're smart in some subjects, just not football. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard him talk? I don't think he is. I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm sure he's I really good at dinosaur trivia or something. Well, here, speaking of dinosaur trivia, guess who David Gettleman drafted as a wide receiver in Carolina that now has a workout with the Giants? Who? Kelvin Benjamin. My man. I love that big boy. <laughs> so you're going to bring back Kelvin Benjamin as an answer? To your wide receiver woes, and it's okay. At least you have a good quarterback to play. Oh, wait a second. You don't. Look, this is just for drafting purposes. This is my two cents. This does not impact anybody in any way whatsoever. As far like everyone goes down, besides Joe Shepard missing the first two weeks, this doesn't. This isn't going to impact Saquon Barkley's draft stock or Evan Ingram's or Eli Manning's. Might help both of theirs as far as target share. Right, but I mean, I can't move. Saquon Barkley higher than one. No, no, no. And no, no. Evan Ingram isn't going to leapfrog Ertz and Kelsey and no. Kittle. Like there, he's solidified as number four in tight ends for me. So like nothing's going to really change. Sure, he might he might go into that tier one, but still like he's still on that fringe. So nothing really changes over there in the New York Giants. You're not drafting anyone else. Like Evan they're Ingram, just a worse football team. Exactly. Like this is fantasy have- wise, it's okay. You're right. Uh, it does hurt start, uh, Golden State Tate though. Oh, like, those missing four games. four games is huge. Yeah, and I mean, but still, like he was still going to have Eli Manning or Jones throwing to him. So either way, he's a wide receiver. Like you're drafting him as a wide receiver three with minimum upside, like very minimum upside. I don't see the like me personally at that point in the game. I'm drafting pure upside. I don't see like it's like why would I draft someone who doesn't have you know the chance of breaking out <laughs> to being a wide receiver two? Like he realistically he's not that so no he's not um you know whatever uh speaking i of- will say this though just a shout out to uh, all my dfs players and if you are a daily fantasy player you make sure you are following our other pod dfs and dynasty they are freaking killing it uh jj and steven recorded another episode today that i just listened to it's not even out yet but it is freaking awesome those guys know their stuff and so to piggyback on that, I'm telling you this right now, week one DFS, I am playing um, Evan Ingram at tight end. He is on the road against the Cowboys, and I love that matchup. That guy's going to have 12 targets week one, I swear. So anyway, just a little shout out there. I don't know John's fantasy strategy at all. I don't know his beliefs, to be honest. Do you believe, I mean, this is kind of off subject, do you believe in like injury prone, that idea? If there's a lot of soft tissue injuries, then I do. Somebody like John Ross, who just you know gets hurt running the 40-yard dash and is always having hamstring or quad or calf issues, then I do believe that. Uh, if you talk about like ACLs or concussions or whatever, not so much. That's my own personal yeah. idea. I mean, I guess concussions are a little different because, I mean, once you have one, it's you're more susceptible to getting more. So I guess that would fall under the soft, in my opinion, fall more under the 
guess if you're whatever doesn't matter yeah alan hearns signed with the dolphins that doesn't matter let's move on <laughs> i wish we could just never talk about the dolphins again look we're going to talk a lot about the dolphins because you got the, a pretty big fan right here <laughs> <laughs> just to say you're a dolphins fan still it means you're a pretty big fan so i, I respect that there's no reason whatever, whatever i love the fucking dolphins stockholm syndrome that should be the mascot <laughs> right welcome to the miami stockholm like that would be that should be the mascot or short term you're stuck in the in the 80s and 70s like never, that's true like uh 51st states to complete never mind um shula's not walking <laughs> through that door man uh so i feel like this is huge news uh and i've been talking i've personally been talking to steve in particular which he gave me a little bit of a shout out on it kalen balage is taking the first team reps with the dolphins um i personally been drafting him as many leagues as i can as much as i can i feel like he's a steal Later in drafts, he's practically free. Kenyon Drake is going as, you know, a low-end RB2. But you can get Killian Balazs for almost practically free. Like, he's going to be a steal. He's going to get the work. They are a rebuilding team, and Drake's on a contract year. I mean, they're going to eventually give him the work if he doesn't win it outright, you know, in the preseason. So, me personally, I mean, right now he's ranked relatively low in my ranks, but he's going to be trending way up. Uh, so, I have him as an RB2 by the end of the season. Look at my... That's cr- Here's what's funny. Kalen Balaj is currently the 56th running back off the board in drafts. Um, you're talking like round 15 if you have that many rounds. Now, it has gone up. He was basically almost undrafted in most 12-team drafts. So, like, that's the thing. How much longer is this going to be? But even if you got him in the 10th round, like... That's still yeah. a steal. He we don't um, we don't know if he's going to get the job though necessarily, but he is getting the work right now, which is a you know more than we knew you know leading up to this week. But he's going right around. Um, here we go. We got Kalen Balage, Naheem Hines, Darwin Thompson, and Duke Johnson. Like if that's who you're looking at, you, yeah, you take Balage, the guy who could get the work all season right. versus someone like Duke Johnson, like mentioned before. Like he's not going to be the guy any point in the season unless there's an injury you know for two or three weeks that's a pretty crappy team though i'm gonna be honest look like so i love what you said about being an rb2 and so this is a guy that could get volume and in fantasy football volume dictates everything but you have to curtail your expectations this is going to be a good flex play at best is this a guy that could come out and finish as an rb1 i don't think there's any scenario in the world that could happen in that offense i really don't okay um can i say one just interrupt one thing um go ahead i personally think that rb2 is the easiest position to fill i just i always say this in the preseason i always draft a good rb1 as early as possible and just wait on the rb2 because you'll get a kalen balage throughout the season You'll find those, Nick. You know those guys that can fill that void. So I'm just want. I just want to say that real quick. Like, I personally, I would avoid drafting an RB two early. Like, in most leagues, just go after the RB one and then you know fill the roster the rest of the way. I don't mind that. So uh, let's let's just jump off task. Let's stay off task for a second here. Who is your final RB one? Like, whenever you're doing your rankings, um, I have your list here. But I'm curious, like, who you consider to be. Like the last of the RB ones. So the guy, last guy, I would feel comfortable saying, okay, I'm taking this guy as an RB one. I'm not gonna be too scared of it. Is someone like Nick Chubb? I have him currently okay. at 13. Um, carry on Johnson above him, but like he's he's my line. Like Leonard Fournette's there as well, but there's an injury concern. Like 
he's on that fringe. I would be okay with. After that, you know, like these guys, I do not trust. I do not want them as an RB one. At that point, I would just you know punt on RBs and go straight for wide receivers and stock up on like you know guys that will have the work for a few weeks and then you know try and get some handcuffs because running backs get injured. That's a thing, and get some upside. I like it. I like it a lot. And again, just giving a little tip to a future episode, Armando and I will be doing a Superflex mock draft the very next episode. So um, stay tuned for that nugget here in a couple days. Yeah. Well, back on the Dolphins thing before we go way too off task. Um, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to put up more fantasy points than Ryan Tannehill probably ever has if he remains a starter you know, throughout the entire season. He puts up fantasy points. We, can, we can't argue that. Like, if he's on the field, he throws bombs. Right. Um, and that's – I don't think he's a check-down quarterback. So that kind of eliminates the Kenyon Drake idea where they're they're thinking about using him as uh, – or the rumor is they're going to use him as a James White-type running back. Um, and I just think Kalen Balaj is going to be stuck in the backfield more often than not. And if they're going to hand it off, it's going to be to Kalen Balaj. Um, so – and they're going to be – I feel like they're going to be in the goal line more often than not. I mean, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Don't get me wrong. I just think they're going to be scoring way more points than people are expecting. And they're going to be in more games people expect just because they're just going to be throwing the ball so fucking much. Um, right. So that's just my – like, I don't think the offense is going to be atrocious. I mean, there's Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson. I, they have a lot of speed guys. Ugh. I mean – Look, in our SFB league, he went – Albert Wilson went in round 10. Like, there's people that believe in these guys, like, which is not crazy. No, I, I agree. I would not take Albert Wilson coming off a major injury. <laughs> no, I took Kenny Stills week uh, round 15, and I was happy with that shit. Like, you know – and he's a good wide receiver too. Like, he, he's safe. Um, and Fitzpatrick throws bombs. I just want to throw it out there. Like, Dolphins – I would not be steering away from Dolphins. I think they're a great value late in drafts because, right. I mean, you saw Tampa Bay. They put up points. With Fitzpatrick and with Winston, it doesn't matter. And I think they're going to do the same thing with uh, with the Finns. All right. That was way like too it. deep. Way too deep on that. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, next piece of news. Okay, so I don't know how much you guys dived into uh, people holding out, but Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, and Michael Thomas are all holding out right now. Um, John, take it away. Tell me your thoughts on this. So I, I consider these a complete two different categories. Right. Okay. The Ezekiel Elliott holdout has the least amount of weight to it because he still has a whole nother year that, like, he's still got more time on his deal. Right. So there, there's a big difference there. And now he's going to sign. They might do something to rework it. But as far as holding out goes, zero, zero. Uh, there's no way that he can do that. Okay. There's just, it's not a chance. Just, because just so 